yeah, getting this thing started, how would you describe what it is that you do, Una? Hmm. Well, I, I exist as someone who is working on themselves a lot, meaning that I am developing myself spiritually and aligning with my emotional body, energetic body. And then my practice as a therapist and coach is like an extension of that all, you know, that inner exploration and that personal growth. And um, mainly I help people not only deal, but really heal past trauma. Uh, I help them realize where they are stuck in their life and what is the unconscious cause of all of that. And then I help them in another part where is, we have coaching, actually. I help them to map their life and to create this new paradigm of what they really want to live now when they're liberated, right? We Our perception of life changes as we liberate ourselves from something that was really heavy and painful and limiting. So I help them with both of those phases, you know, the phase of I'm going to go deep dive into myself and see what's truly limiting me. And the other part is, okay, how do I take inspired action now when I'm a new person? I see. You know, I'm, I'm freed of my past in a way, not completely maybe, but I'm freed of something that was the chain and a ball, right? That was mm -hmm. uh, really heavy. And how do I want to present myself now? Who am I now? So I help people to actually find themselves again in a new skin and in a new way. That's mm. like the shortest explanation of what I do. <laughs> it's quite beautiful. Would you say that ball and chain is our trauma? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, everything that is connected to that trauma, because... Trauma is this painful memory that has created a split in a personality, in, in our identity, where one side of the soul of identity remains stuck, frozen. It's like stoned in a way in our system. In the time and that we were traumatized. Yes, yes, because trauma essentially is something so painful that is not being processed when it happened. It was so painful. It was so much. It was too much for the nervous system and for the person. So in order to live, this person had to freeze that part. And this is a beautiful mechanism when we think about it, right? How nature created trauma. Like, we're going to freeze this for a while. We're going to put this into a freezer. Yeah. And when the time comes, when the system is strong enough, you will be able to unfreeze that and to, you know, really heal. So it's beautiful in a way. I mean, I sound crazy when I say that, but it's really glorious. It's so intelligent. Mm. Like we are going to just put this here and we are going to also place the potential and all the beauty and love and connection. It's going to be in there, like in the cocoon, actually. So when people heal, they rediscover that potential as well. You know, it's like two signs of a coin. Yeah. One side is very negative and one side is very positive and it's always like that. Yeah. So it's so beautiful. And that ball and chain is actually a twisted perception of reality. Imagine that the part of your soul is frozen. So you don't have a complete perception of reality at all. 
you are completely frozen, but your reality is also, it's missing like a puzzle that misses the piece. Mm -hmm. And trauma healing actually completes that picture and, you know, uh, widens that perspective of life. So that is actually the transformation that is happening for people. Wow. So in a general sense, how would you describe what it means to heal from our trauma? Is it to investigate it in a different way to see the other side of the coin in a more positive light? Hmm. Well, to heal is to essentially to feel, to experience what was suppressed. That is the crucial part. Hmm. And that change of perception and that awareness that we all love so much but it comes as a byproduct of that experience. So let's say I have, for an example, a trauma of abandonment in my history and in my life. And that's something I'm working on, right? And healing that means that I have to feel the abandonment in my system. Mm -hmm. Not always, of course, but when I'm in a healing session and when I'm in the safe space, I'm letting myself experience that as well so my puzzle can be complete right mm. so i can um really be right embody everything not only the pleasant things in my life but also the unpleasant ones so that's healing me letting myself or with the help of someone a coach a therapist letting myself truly feel what has been suppressed and then the perception naturally widens and you know it just expands naturally because the system is no longer burdened by something hidden heavy painful etc so that um realizations there are some wonderful realizations that people are having after healing sessions they feel like um they were in this, you know, when they're driving a car and there is a lot of fog and a lot of, you know, smudges on the glass and everything. And they feel like someone just did and cleared mm -hmm. that window and they can clearly see like, yes, for example, this is the role that my soul was playing in this scenario. Or I had to go through this experience in order to learn this or that. So for me, in abandonment, my biggest lesson is that I'm never alone, mm. that I'm always connected with the divine, yeah. that I am divine being that has a source inside of herself itself. So that's my greatest lesson, but I'm learning it through contrast, which is trauma. Yeah. And then each and every time as we heal this trauma bit by bit, this, expan this expansion happens and this perception just widens, widens, and it goes into infinity, mm. really. Because you can always feel God more, a little more, and a little more, and a little more. <laughs> That's great. Quite an intriguing way to look at trauma that I've never really explored. It's that it's almost like a safety mechanism. At one point mm -hmm. you know, in our development, in our growth, it was almost like it's, a, it's like our unconscious hid it from us for a good reason. It's like, yeah, you can't, yes. you, you can't handle it yet. <laughs> uh, so yes. I guess the path to untraumatizing, if you want to even call it that, is um, coming to see that it was never dangerous, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but it was never something to really harm you anyway. Ultimately, it was an illusion, right? Like, would you say that confronting yes. your trauma is really just seeing that all of it at the end of the day is just an illusion? 
Yes, in a way, but it's also, um, how do I phrase this? I know what I'm feeling, but I just want to put it into words. Um, it's also about experiencing existence because we as souls, we decided that we want to feel the full spectrum of existence, mm -hmm. not only the pleasant stuff. Yeah. Imagine that you have a spectrum literally of colors and it goes from pitch black all the way to the brightest white mm -hmm. and all the colors in the middle. And our souls are very explorative. <laughs> we are very curious as souls. That is our nature. Like, I want to learn. I want to feel. I want to experience. I want to expand. That is the, like, the living force within us all, right? And trauma simply belongs to the darker spectrum. That's nothing else. When you go through healing process and your perception expands, you realize that those are all experiences. Like the most pleasant ones and the most painful ones are just experiences, meaning like you're playing a video game in a way. Yeah. Like you are going to be invested in the video game, but as you close that tab and go into the other reality, you're no longer in the game and it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's similar with souls. And after we die in regression therapy, the method I'm using, people often go through their death experience in their past life. For an example, they go into a memory in a past life, and then our guides, our unconsciousness leads us to the very end, to the death in that life. Oh. And as they go through that portal, I lead them to experience how does that feel when the soul is leaving the body, and it's all stored in the subconscious and they can access this information, when they exit, they, they forget a lot. They feel like everything is becoming so distant. They're becoming neutral in this space of like in the middle of lives, right? In the divine. Everything is neutral and everything is fine. And everything is just the part of this artistry that is life, right? It has all of the colors, all of the nuances, everything is there. But they are elevated from all of that. And they just love all of that. Like, I love my trauma now. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Because it's like a dark color on the painting. Nothing more than that. Because the ego is the part of us that is getting attached to the experiences, to feelings, to memories. Mm -hmm. It wants to make everything so important, right? <laughs> That's yeah. like just the natural way the ego works. But the soul is just fine with everything. And it's so weird, yeah. you know, and we shouldn't live like that. But while we are humans, of course, we should care. And we should decipher between, you know, the bad and the good as much as we can. But as we ascend after the death, you know, it's just, it's just love. It's just beauty. It's just life. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so would you say that's the uh, goal? If you want to say goal to this thing, it's that uh, we don't wait for our bodily death. We kind of die before we die and we ascend here. Uh, we extricate ourselves out of the ego to be able to see it a little differently, see the play of life, the art of life, as you said, a little bit differently. Well, in a way, yes, it's beautiful that you said that because in a way it's like that, but not completely. Like I, uh, That's what people call the spiritual awakening or enlightenment, right? Just being aware of the multidimensional nature of life. That's all. That's being enlightened. It's not being perfect. It's just being really aware of different dimensions 
you know, <laughs> and how everything is multidimensional and everyone. Uh, but as humans, I am weird in that sense, and I love ego, actually. I think that ego has a wonderful purpose, and it's very useful while we are humans, but we need to learn how to master the ego and how to really use the ego yeah. instead of the opposite scenario where, mm -hmm. where the ego is the master, Yep. right? Mm -hmm. But now I love my ego because my ego says I'm Una. My name is Una Singh. This is my individuality in this life. And the ego wants me to know what are the parts of that personality. It wants to separate me in a healthy way from other people so I can live my soul purpose even clearer. It's such a weird game, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just the ray of light right now, if I'm not Una with all of my experiences, there's not much I can give you here, right? Yeah. There's not much I can um, really uh, express as a human being. And as a human being, I need my ego. Yeah. It's just I know where's the limit. I know that when my ego takes over, that that's not good. That's not healthy. Yes. And I put him in its place and say, okay, you have its place, but you're not the leader. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well said. Yeah, well said. Wow. Yeah. Um, you said something about um, there's a limit to the ego right um i think mm. that's that's very wise the ego and thinking that you're just your body it only goes so far yes there is always the ego and its behaviors it seems in this life in this incarnation we call human but it's like mm. we, we play the game of human a little bit differently once you can figure out that you go a little bit beyond the ego, maybe a lot of it beyond the ego. But once you, uh, if, if you don't, I guess if you just kind of play the game of ego, which I did for a lot of my life, maybe I still do. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of us do. We play, we get caught in the illusion that we're just this character. Um, it limits us. It limits our being. It limits our entire life. It limits how we feel about life. It just, it, it just, mm. it, yeah, it just confines. It's just like kind of gross to be honest with you. But once you, yeah, once you see outside of it, like the, the game changes, you know, once you can work from outside of um, your egotistical behaviors, not negating them, right? We're obviously going to have, um, we're going to have pain and pleasure. We're going to have aversions and afflictions that happen to us that's just part of the game but it's like like you said when you say that i'm the captain now the uh the greater self mm -hmm. with a capital s once that becomes the captain the game changes right it becomes a lot more beautiful becomes more fun um how would you say it changes actually let me ask you that how would yeah, you say well that the game changes <laughs> for una well, yes, it's like a video game. Now, as you were exploring this, I really got this uh, vision of imagine that you're really over identifying with the actual character you're playing in a video game. Yeah. And let's say that you get really attached to that type of skin that you're using, that type of uh, you know name or the color or the weapons or whatever. You know, and that's what we do with ego. It's just the skin we're in. It's just the personality, the avatar we are accepting in life. And when we over identify with that, we forget that we are the architect of that video game as well, yeah. that we are behind the scenes. And that's awakening. Like, okay, I also made this game in a way. 
I co-created this game. It's not only, oh, uh, I'm a character and, you know, I have to, I don't know, compete with other characters. It's not so ego egoistic when I talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's such a good metaphor. Uh, but essentially, I am also the one who had an intention of making the game. Yeah. I have set the rules. Yep. And as you go through spiritual awakening and especially through healing, and regression therapy is beautiful with that, you get this sense and information, exact information. How did I orchestrate these events in my life even before I was incarnated? Because souls, they love to plan actually in advance. And they know like in this incarnation, I'm going to come into this and this family. My parents are going to be like this and this because I want to learn this and that through that experience. Okay, game on, let's play. <laughs> you know, that is the energy. And um, before I have noticed that some people had this weird, um, and I had that too, this weird uh, relationship with spirituality and spiritual awakening, meaning uh, trauma is like a punishment. This 3D reality is like confinement and prison. I have to break through and ascend to 5D. And some of these ideas, they have stemmed from religions. They are just something that we picked up and, you know, we placed into spirituality, yeah. but they came from different cultural uh, realms. But essentially, it's really not like that. Like, we all chose this. <laughs> and when you know that you have chosen, like your parents, your environment, your traumas, everything, like, like you're choosing elements in your video game, yeah. you get this playful energy and you're like, okay, it's fine. And I have no reason to hate on anyone. I have no reason to compete with anyone because we are all free souls that are playing here. You know, <laughs> and it's so <sighs> liberating, truly. It is. And we're all player one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and architects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. With the developer and the player and the game, all of it, all at once. But yeah, um, on the note that you said, it goes from a prison to more like a school, you know, I guess. Mm. Awakening, I like to say it's like the body goes from, yeah, a prison, like you are confined. This is some kind of punishment to, oh, this is, there's some kind of curriculum here. There's, uh, there's, <laughs> you know, there's, um, this is a school. This is a temple, you could say. It's like it totally mm. switches it up. It's like a total different glimpse into what one is. And yes, and even the higher liberating. perception of that is it's a playground. That's even higher. So you know, go because in school you have teachers, you have authorities, <laughs> you have systems, you have rules, we have punishments. Okay. Yeah. Life is not like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like we have made it to be like that because it was easier for a while with a certain level of consciousness to operate in that system, you know, to have uh, strict authorities, to have punishments, etc. We still do, we still have. But awakened people or people who have expanded their perception of reality like we know that that is not the case in the nature of life we know that everyone is equal and everything is equal already like i'm equal to a flower you are equal to a tree or a shark or whatever <laughs> it's all equal in there in its worth and it's all beautiful and it's all perfect as it is 
So there are no authorities. There is something as a uh, high, uh, high authority, meaning the cosmos itself, the God, the source, the universe, yeah. right? But this as well cooperates with you. <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. when you heal, yeah. you realize, oh, I'm so supported by this authority, <laughs> you know, because that authority in that universe is also playing through me and experiencing everything through me. So again, it's a playground, really. Yeah, and that's so beautiful. And he's just okay. I'm here to play. <laughs> yeah, right. It's quite beautiful. It is about play. I actually just read something in the Gita before. Mm -hmm. um, this. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Hold on. I got like a. It was like it was about play. Literally, it was described about play. Let me see. Hold on. Take a quick break because mm -hmm. this is good. It's on that note. If it doesn't take me too long to find. A few moments later. It's okay. It wasn't meant to be. It's hidden. It's hiding from you. Yeah. <laughs> and I just read it probably 10 minutes ago too. Right before, uh, but it was about this, what we're talking about. It's that once you tap in to, I guess you could say Krishna consciousness, um, <laughs> you figure out that Krishna created this all as a play for itself. Like yeah. the one created the many just to have something to play with on the playground, you know? <laughs> What's better than playing on the playground by yourself, playing with other people and other kids, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the uh, essence of the whole thing that I unfortunately didn't want to waste too much time finding. But yeah, yeah. Th that's it's the uh, that's the thing is like we're all we're all player one, right? We're all we can establish that yes, I'm the same as you, I'm the same as a shark and a flower, but there's also something so sweet in the illusion, right? Once you cannot mm. take the illusion so seriously. It's just something so sweet about that. I don't know. It's just like that's the purpose of life, I feel, as though is to revere the illusion. Just don't get caught up in it. Be in the world, actually, and not of it, yeah. you know? Yes, it would be the same like we would maybe if we abandon art, for an example. Like we know that art is, is an illusion, essentially. It's like let me yeah. make my imagination go crazy and create something that doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's invention, it's art, and it's such a beautiful illusion. And as souls, we view life in the similar way. It's like yeah. this is art. Art for you know, art's art. sake. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And then we can be very gentle towards ourselves when we make mistakes because it's just the process of creation. Yeah. And there's something like, yeah. I have to make a mistake, so whatever that might mean, actually, through an ego. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm free to play, literally, and to, you know. But uh, also, it's so beautiful, and it helped me in my journey a lot to realize my values and to make my values a top priority. And then everything becomes in a service of those values. Mm. So let me say that my one of my values is compassion and that I am developing compassion in life towards myself and towards other people and nature and everything, right? And honesty is one of those values as well. Integrity, being aligned with myself, also curiosity. Like, you know, these are different values and I have placed them very high, meaning that I am always having them in, them in my rear view right? They're always there. And then even if I play with my ego, meaning exploring who I am as a human and as a human identity separate from others, I cannot go too far. You know, I cannot 
be uh, imprisoned by ego because still I have my values and values are given by soul. Yeah. The soul is the one who is choosing them, saying, okay. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. So people get really scared sometimes when I tell them that we are all playing and it's all right, uh, this artistry and the playground. Like, well, I can then do evil, right? And what is the consequence? I mean, and someone else who does evil, what, just playing? I mean, that sounds just, uh, yeah. you know, so it's not like that. It's still playing, but we have our values in sight. Yeah. And that's so, so important. So we have a lot of, I mentioned spiritual bypassing, which essentially is going into spiritual ego, another form of ego, right? It's so mm -hmm. common in spiritual communities nowadays. And I was in that as well, uh, of thinking, oh, this spiritual value or whatever is better than the other one. Like this guru is better than the other one, or I am better because I'm vegan from other people that are still eating meat, etc. And that's bullshit. I mean, that's that's ego. That's still ego, yeah. and that's still ego being the master. It yeah. just takes another clothes, you know. It puts a different robe, and mm -hmm. now it has beads and Palo Santo <laughs> and everything. So we think like, oh, so ascended. But essentially, mm -hmm. it's still the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like I know that my practice is not better than anyone else's. It's just mine. It's just yeah. something I resonate with. And that's all. And it's important to have respect towards what other people are doing and how. Good right? points. Very good points. But do you feel that there is some kind of correlation in value sets that come from tapping into oneself? I know we all have our own journey. We all have our own path here, um, our own karma, you could say. But do you feel that there is a similar orientation in, like you said, compassion and honesty? that comes from this? Like, a, I know we all have different souls, different lessons to learn in this curriculum, but do you feel as though there is some similarity in that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And people come and say, oh, if my values are exactly same as yours, we are exactly the same. No. <laughs> no, the values of the soul are always going to be the same in their essence. It's like, it's always truth. It's always love. It's always compassion. It's always clarity. It's always openness. Yeah. You know, it's always curiosity. It's always, it, these are the same. But um, as you go deep in meditation, for an example, as you go deep into healing practices, as you um, examine your subconscious and unconscious a lot, you will get some values over and over and over again. And you will yeah. understand like, oh, these are really important for me. Because yeah. they keep on reappearing, reappearing, reappearing. They're everywhere. And people start recognizing that in yourself, for an example, and say, oh, you are one of the most compassionate people I know, for an example. So you get these different signs, synchronicities. They're telling you like, what is your package of your primary values. But mm -hmm. essentially, as you said, the values are universal. Like it's, it's all the same. And I am always determining this based on how I feel in my body when I think about something, you know, yeah. and information comes to me while I'm meditating. And I always sense how I feel in my body. Is my body contracting or is it expanding? And based on that, I know when it's expanding and relaxing, that soul, that spirit, that's pure, right? Because the body is a beautiful instrument to recognize like you go into a room and there's something off 
Yeah, your body goes. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's all dense energy or negative energy or whatever in there, or some bad intentions, or you know, some values that don't align with yours. But as your body opens up, you can really feel. Uh huh. Now I'm connected to my soul. Because if I'm connected to my soul, I am going to be naturally relaxed. Uh, this is important for people to to realize, you know, where are they relaxed? With whom? In what situation? What are you doing when you are the most relaxed self? That is the most aligned path of your soul, mm. definitely. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to play with this. It's again, it's a play. <laughs> it's like unique for each and every one of us. But there are some principles, and that's also what I teach. And I would like to make some courses as well, as well and to teach people of this uh, universal mechanics. My partner says, you, you teach spiritual mechanics. Like, yeah. what is it? You know, what are the, the, the cords and the screws in our <laughs> spiritual system? And it's so clear to me ever since I was little. I guess that's one of the gifts I have is to really have clarity about spiritual uh, symbols, uh, principles, energies, you know, it's very normal to me, like, you know, yeah. so uh, it's so good to know what are the signs that you are living in accordance with your values. Well, the first one is you're relaxed. Hmm. You are really like at home Chill. in your body. Yeah. 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 Would you say that's a natural byproduct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because if we try to be relaxed, like I'm going to try to be relaxed, you can see the tension and stiffness in that. Yeah. Like I have to appear as a completely relaxed person because my ego says that that is spiritual. <laughs> you know? yeah. So that is not, that is not in accordance of the body. Mm. So this happens naturally when you connect with your soul, even for a little bit, your body will say, ah, it will just make a sigh of relief. Because that's the most natural state. <sighs> so this society is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying so because we're not relaxed? Yeah, we're not chill. Well, in general. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, we're not fucked up. We're just having a lot of uh, work to do. <laughs> a lot of growing <laughs> pains. A lot of growing pains, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, We'll get there. I think we'll get there someday, but it's definitely a work in progress, but it's all for, uh, for some reason, it's all for the experience, you know, to experience yeah. the light, we need to experience the darkness. It's like, we wouldn't be able to know the light without the darkness. For some reason, we need to have harmony through conflict, you know? Yes. That's what it seems like. If we were all came here yeah. to be embodiments of love, which I think that's really what it comes down to. We're all kind of like angelic beings that are supposed to be compassionate and honest and just just here for each other. Uh, hmm. We need to learn our lessons of what that isn't. That's the big overarching curriculum of humanity. It seems like yeah. we're just learning how not to be in order to know how to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so funny with the corporate culture, for an example, as you said that, you know, you have to know the dark in order to know the light side. Mm. Um, it's no coincidence that so many people are waking up in this 21st century. Like we have the epidemic of people going into healing and waking up and 
expanding the, their awareness and realizing, oh, there's more to life, or I have been, uh, you know, in a system way too much. I feel imprisoned. My soul feels numb. Like, what do I do? And they go this into this exploration, and it's really a trend, right? It has become a trend, which yeah. is beautiful. And that um, that happened because we went too far into <laughs> industrialization yeah. and into materialism. And, you know, if that didn't happen, then this awakening wouldn't happen as well, because mm -hmm. we would just be in this uh, status quo of some, some kind. But, you know, we developed so much uh, in this technical sense, in this materialistic sense, we have developed so much as a society and now it's time for the soul to rise and for the spirits to rise as well. And I also believe that those two will meet and there are our meeting, right? We are doing this over internet. We are talking, you know, into the ethers and it's being recorded. It's going to be online. Like we are connecting, you know, the soul and we are using the technical stuff to do that, to express ourselves and our message. And I feel that people are scared of artificial intelligence, for an example, but it's just one form of intelligence. And, you know, as we wake up as society, we will start to use all of that in a different way and to grow together. Like, why wouldn't we grow you know, yeah. with all of that? And it's mm -hmm. scary because it's unknown. Like, what the hell is going on, right? We are... But in the era of Renaissance, everything was scary and unknown because like what, what people yeah. are going crazy. So let's go crazy. <laughs> it's only scary to the ego. Yes, yes. To the collective ego, but to the, the greater consciousness, which is part of the play. And that AI and whatever comes from it and everything else surrounding technology, also part of the one. So just sit back and watch the show. Yeah, That's what I like to it's do. so cute. My partner uses um, ChatGPT and he was just you know playing with AI. And at one point, he started talking really gently and lovingly to the AI. And everyone was laughing around, <laughs> saying, how are you feeling? Oh, you're so nice. Thank you so much. You, have, mm -hmm. you know, it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. But like, it makes sense. Like, it's a form of intelligence. You know, why not be nice towards it? Yeah, why not? Yeah, don't abuse the AI. That's definitely going to be a thing in the future too, like artificial yeah. intelligence rights, if it's not already. Once we come to explore that it actually is um, sentient, and that's it, the fact that we're even debating that right now is bewildering to me. And I don't know if yeah. people realize that, <laughs> like how crazy that is, that we're, we're, we're like debating it. We're like, yeah, is, is this thing sentient? Like that's just the fact that we even reach that point is crazy to me. We're debating if computers are intelligent or not to be able to have consciousness. <laughs> like, isn't that crazy? I don't know. That's a whole different rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, it's all part of the one. Whatever intelligence comes forth, the aliens, the AI, humans, animals, plants, it's all just an expression of the art form of the one. So, yeah, treat it all nicely. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's becoming more and more fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I find that as well. I mean, if one is trapped in the egotistical mindset, you may think it's becoming a lot more dark and every day that goes by is more of a grind and oh, woe is me. But I, I and other people that I think are on the path are seeing it differently. Every day that goes by, it's like, oh, this is becoming more and more beautiful, more and more interesting, more novel. This is 
a wild time to be alive. Isn't that the saying? Like maybe be born in interesting times, which I actually think was an insult originally, but I see that as like a compliment. Mm -hmm. So may you be born in interesting times. Well, what more interesting time to be born than the one that we're in right now? So if, if we can stay detached, if we can stay viewing it um, with a little less seriousness, may come to find that this is the greatest story ever told. <laughs> mm. I do yes. at least. Every day. <laughs> I try to. I try to. I love you. Yes. Yes. So let Beautiful. me ask you this one. Um, what do you think gets people on this wavelength, on this path? How do we, uh, how do we see the light in the darkness? Mm. How do we see the light or how do we begin the process? Yeah, how Just do we begin to see the light? <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. Well, it all starts with suffering, really. Mm -hmm. It all starts with this profound um, numbness and emptiness and seeming like everything is pointless and um, a lot of pain, really, for it, actually the very every client that came to me. Like, it's my story as well. Mm. Like, m mostly everyone I know, maybe there are some people who have just decided to go into spiritual awakening because it sounded fun and interesting. I believe that this group exists as well. But for many, many people, it's really being detached from the, themselves and feeling like they're not, they're a guest in their own life. Like they're living someone else's existence. Yeah. And uh, this journey of discovering light is actually exploration it first begins with okay what is really going on yeah like getting radically honest with yourself yeah. because as long as we are I, I like to say uh in some videos and actually as i work with people i like to say you know the fine state is the worst one the okay will kill you like how are you doing i'm doing fine hmm. how is everything it's cool okay yeah oh uh, you know just live in it's like numb you know it can be like fine if you were i don't know uh, um a rancher living in the <laughs> you know in the nothingness and really generally enjoying the okay okay there there are some levels of existence but usually when people say this i ask are you sure like is it really okay and in like two minutes we are going deep dive into the darkness and you know the very very painful existence and you know saying oh i'm okay i don't need help i don't need support i'm good i'm fine it's just the way it is it's just life or whatever you know that's the danger zone it really is because that means that there is something happening on a deeper level that you're denying that and when you are denying your truth, you cannot move. You cannot expand. Um, it's impossible. You know, it's like having a piece of shit on your carpet and it stings and you are, you know, closing your nose. So is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clean it up, man. So the healing process is the process of cleaning the shit in your house, <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. And as you do that, that light, as you mentioned, it naturally appears because it's already there. It was just hidden by an illusion and by trauma. And that's so beautiful because we don't need to search for light and truth. Yeah. There is no need to search for it. It is already there. And as Rumi beautifully says, you do not search for love. You just remove the obstacles between yourself and the love mm. that is already there. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing, but it's it's the point, right? That yeah. you just 
you just find the limitation, you find the block. And usually it's with someone's help. And later on, you learn how to do it yourself. Some people are born with that inner knowledge how to do this work themselves. Uh, most of us, I needed a support because I wasn't in a supportive environment, in a supportive family of that exploration. And I, I thought that I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I know how to do that. But I needed someone, I needed a therapist to talk to me and to ask me the right questions and to open up that Pandora's box and, you know, to let me see, okay, what is really going on? And as you're unraveling that, the light just appears, the truth just appears, the beauty just appears. It is already there. Yeah. So it's very comforting. Like we don't have to actually go into a quest and, you know, lose ourselves in the process of the pursuit of happiness, of fulfillment, of everything. No, it's literally already there. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So I have this kind of um, um, belief, and also I'm living that the healing is actually easy. And people look at me like, are you, are you fucking crazy? I mean, healing is not easy. I'm not saying that it's pleasant. I'm saying mm -hmm. that it's simple. Mm -hmm. Easy meaning simple. Yeah. Like, how honest are you with yourself? Are you ready to meet yourself in that truth? Are you ready to feel that? I already feel the shit. Mm. And then just things appear. They just appear. The truth appears, the light appears, the love appears. And if that's not simple, I don't know what is, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just we want to make it complicated because we are avoiding the pain. Yeah. That's the miracle of it all. Is that we're just the whole path, if you even want to call it that, is us unveiling that we don't have to do anything per se to be happy yeah i just think we have misplaced priorities we try to find it on the outside world we just don't know how you know like i don't think the world is really conducive to happiness really nobody teaches you that you are divine mm -hmm. by default like i wasn't ever really told that um so we try yeah. to find that divinity even though even though we don't know we are we try to find that in the outside world and outside pleasures and try to just numb the pain in ways that don't work, frankly. Mm. And uh, yeah, I guess it's for a reason. I guess the pain, like you said, is to ultimately wake us up to that. Um, it's all good. <laughs> you know, it's all <laughs> a lesson to wake us up and show us that uh, what you've been searching for the whole time is is here and now, but it's like, man why does it take that you know why does it i don't know i, I don't know we, i think we just come so far i don't know how or why but we've just come so far from our nature you know we've come so far um i don't know what i'm trying to say here but yeah <laughs> ultimately the uh the suffering is a lesson i guess it's a it's a way to say there's got to be another way right and the other way mm. isn't the other way out here, per se, the other way is just um, seeing what always was, seeing what always is, the beauty of the current moment, the miracle of this whole life always was, always is, and um, always will be. Yes, and also an instrument of exploration. Like you're climbing a mountain. It's not going to be an easy task. It's not going to be pleasant. As you get to the top and see that wonderful view where the horizon is endless and everything is 
incredible. That is the part of that. Oh, I see the beauty now. Yeah. But we have to go through the misery, <laughs> quote unquote, not literally. Yeah. But I wanted to also mention as you were speaking about happiness, I'm also noticing a lot of people are getting caught in that um, belief or idea that they have to find happiness in life. Uh, that's also very limiting, actually, because happiness is just one form of emotional state, right? It's just uh, like you would say, I really want to um, live in the color of blue all my life, like taking one part of the spectrum and mm -hmm. just being like, yeah, it's happy all the time. Like It's also, you know, it can be really irrational as an idea. So the life of meaning, the life of purpose, the life of intentional experience is actually what deep down I believe we are looking for. Like I want to know that I have a purpose here. I, I want to live that purpose. Yeah. I want to enjoy the full spectrum of that purpose. Because for an example, me as a therapist, I have this dark part of the spectrum of my purpose and the light one. And I'm doing my best to live the full spectrum. So not to not search for happiness, but to search for fulfillment and integrity, yeah. the fullness of experience. So as a therapist, I need to go deep down into my trauma almost each and every day. Mm. Like that's really dark, but it's mm. needed for me because I cannot be truly compassionate with people if I have not met my pain, if I'm not being you know, together with myself through the most painful times and situations and memories. And then the light part of my purpose, like this conversation that we are having now, the visibility, the connections, the results, the, you know, improvements, the healing of my clients, the, you know, the beautiful breakthroughs they have. It's all, ah, you know, fireworks, but I cannot live that <laughs> if I am not being brutally you know dedicated to my own growth yeah. which is difficult i yeah. mean it's not difficult in a way oh poor me but it is uh it takes effort it takes a lot of effort a lot of bravery a lot of dedication and what we tend to do in life sometimes so maybe someone who is going to watch this is going through that phase we tend to you know want this light parts of our purpose and, you know, to be like in that all the time. And whenever a hurdle comes and whenever pain comes, we say, oh, I'm probably not living in my purpose because it's so hard. You know, it should be easy and I should just get everything on the silver platter. Like that's that's what my soul wants. You know, this is not right for me. And they give up on their dreams. But I'm telling you, you know, don't give up because this part is just an essential part of the whole whole purpose, the whole story. So actually the pursuit for fulfillment yeah. is what is going to, you know, truly make us feel good in our skin. Yeah. It's really one is going to make you feel like, yeah, I'm living my life, not some copy of another's life or, you know, what someone else imagined that is good for me and it just doesn't feel good. Mm. No, I'm living my life. I'm on my path and it has hard parts easy parts like parenting you know <laughs> the same thing <laughs> parenting is difficult but it's one of the most blissful experiences and fulfilling and incredible and that goes together mm. so i believe that as society we are also moving away from that pursuit of happiness that was very popular in 70s in the hippie era and you know the when the awakening actually began in this 
intensified version. And we are now moving on into, okay, who am I as an integrated person? And how can I, you know, embody myself, my soul in this life fully? Mm. And I, I really hope that that is the direction that's going mm. to continue because it's so incredible. Like yeah. you learn to love your darkness and to love your light and everything in between. And as you said, you become the love embodied, actually. Yeah. Well so said. So glorious. Well said. Very glorious. Would you say because it's it's worth it, right? If you could, if you could yeah. put the veil back over your eyes and forget all of that, you probably wouldn't, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like this yeah. is a good show. I want to keep watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's a good show. That's what it comes down to. I think that's how we started this thing, and that's where we are now because it's a good show. It's kind of like um, if you just—I think I've said this before. Actually, it's kind of like if you watched the Batman movie and it was just Batman. It's like, well, no, Batman also needs the Joker. He, you know, the, oh, yes. the the hero needs the villain in order to make it a good show. Be a hero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess happiness is a very shallow endeavor to strive for. Um, yes, fulfillment is probably a better one. Purpose, a purpose-driven life. Yeah, I feel like that's what we all lack. Unfortunately, we have other people's subscription of purpose. But when you truly find that God-given purpose within, yeah, there's no other way. There's no other way to live. Mm. Yeah. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing I've come to realize from myself and my inquiries with others is um, once you take the red pill, there's no going back into the matrix. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you can't unsee what you've seen within yourself. And you wouldn't want to unsee it either. That's the thing. So yeah, mm. it's worth it. It's worth it. For <laughs> sure. Because right, I mean, somebody listening to that um, beautiful speech you just gave, they why? If, if they don't know any better, why would I want to <laughs> put myself through all this pain? Why don't I just, you know, just go watch Netflix or play some video games? I don't need to worry about that. It's worth yeah. it. That's the thing. Because if you don't know any better, it seems like, oh, why would I want to confront my pain? I guess it's hard to explain for me other than saying it's worth it. Trust me. Trust me, bro. Mm -hmm. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, you know? stay long enough in the comfort zone and stay long enough in the zone of pleasure and instant gratification and everything. And the pain will become unbearable because yeah. <laughs> that need to live the life of purpose is stronger than anything else. Yeah. And that's why people have... I mean, they have different diseases for many reasons. There is also trauma as one of the causes. And there are many causes of diseases like pollution and, you know, different stuff. But one of the main ones actually is that inner stress. And inner stress comes as an antidote of that relaxation I was talking about, which means, yeah, you're not aligned with your soul. And it's your soul inhabiting your body. It's not the other way, you know. Mm. It's not like, oh, I have a body and that's who I am and there is some soul out there somewhere. Like, no. <laughs> your body is like your materialized soul. Your soul is, there it is, here, 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 everywhere. And it wants to live in purpose. It yeah. wants meaning. It wants depth. Mm. It wants the intensity of human interaction and connection. It wants intimacy. It wants, you know, expression. It wants many things. As you put it in front of Netflix for long enough, 
you will feel the consequences of that force within you, yeah. you know, and they're going to be painful. I mean, yeah. it's not kind of a threat, but it's just the way things work, yeah. you know, and people get into obesity, they get into heart conditions, they get into different tumors all, all over the place, etc. Mm. Because, you know, the, the system wants, you said, okay, wake up. How do we wake up this human? You know, we have to wake up this human somehow. So let's create some form of pain, a disease, illness, whatever. And maybe they will wake up. Oh, please. You know, like we have our spirit guides and everyone just, you know, rooting for us. Like, please use this opportunity now. Yeah. Use this toxic relationship to wake up, please. And humans like, no. Yeah. <laughs> what about this? <laughs> Almost got him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can only hide from the truth. Everyone to live a purpose. Yeah, <laughs> you can only hide from Sorry. the truth for so long. It's like we yeah. have eternity, though. That's the thing. Like you can come to find, yes. we have eternity to quote get the message, I guess. But why would you wanna? <laughs> yes, why would you wait so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can play in the illusion as long as we want, but I don't know. At a certain point, it just becomes futile. I don't know. That's what I come <laughs> to find. Yeah. I've, I agree. Interesting to come to find that uh, all suffering is grace in that way. Mm. It's peculiar. Definitely. Yeah. We went really deep. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we went really deep. Yeah, that's how Good. these go. Good talk. Good talk. Nice. Um, yeah. Hey, it's going to be okay, everybody. It's all going to be okay. It is okay. <laughs> It is okay. It is okay. <laughs> it just come, you know, you just have to come to find that yourself. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say? Anything, uh, any way you want to wrap this thing up? I think we covered a lot of bases uh, here. <laughs> yes. Well, I would like to encourage anyone who is listening right now and to encourage this person through my own story in just two sentences. But uh, I am someone who is completely detached from myself, from my soul. And I had many physical illnesses because of that. I had incredibly painful, abusive relationships in my life because of that. I mean, not because of that, but those are all the ways in which nature life wanted me to wake up and, you know, created this beautiful, like, theater play <laughs> that I was one actor, you know, in the theater play. And when it all went to chaos completely, I had no other choice but to wake up. Mm. But essentially, you know, um, the soon as we come into this work, like the sooner you start to do therapy, to do meditation, to invest in yourself, to try somatics, to try breath work, you know, as soon as you truly step into, deeply step into that path, you know, it's going to be easier really to, you know, do the inevitable that is the life of purpose, the life of fulfillment. And as you said, we don't have to wait. And I waited. I didn't wait for too long. Like I'm still pretty much young and I already achieved some stuff in my life. I feel really fulfilled, but still I waited. Yeah, waited, you know, and I feel now like I'm here in a way to inspire people to don't wait that much, you know, yeah. really invest in yourself and you will see after one session, two sessions after, you know, just a little bit of exploration, but really deep exploration into feelings, 
into the body. That is the crucial one, not the mind that much. Like meditation usually covers, right, the calming of the mind. But go deep into the body and you will really, really discover wonderful stuff. And it will propel you forward. And there is no need to suffer, really. There is no need to suffer in this mm. life. Like suffering is optional. Pain is here, okay? We have to have some pain in life. It's contrast. But suffering is optional. Mm. So that's something I wanted to share because that's something I have learned from my experience. And I wish someone told me, <laughs> you know, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> like you really don't have to be in misery. <laughs> you yeah. have a choice. <laughs> you really do. Yeah, and especially now when there is so much free resources online where yeah. there, you know, you can have free consultation with me. Like we can sit and have a, you know, half an hour or whatever of talk about what you are going through, what you're feeling. I can help you navigate that. You know, there are many things that are really free uh, and uh, they can help you in your journey. And I really want to say that I truly believe in each and every one of us because that's as well something that I lacked in life. Like I had, you know, myself and maybe one, two persons that believed in me partially, you know, <laughs> and I managed to do create stuff and to recreate myself and to to heal but uh you know you have one more like you have me i really do believe in the potential of a human and i know how drastic those changes can be like you really dedicate yourself it just <laughs> changes like crazy so just a lot of love i just want to send a lot of love and support for all of you it's wonderful i appreciate you enough coming on here um sharing your time, effort, and wisdom with me in the audience. I think this was a great talk. Um, Thank you. I don't have anything else to say. Keep doing your thing. You're a real one. Really wonderful time to be alive. I think we said this before the recording. It really is a momentous time for all of us to be alive. So let's take advantage of it. You know, live life to the fullest. The resources that we have at our disposal to guide us on the path, it's it's pretty much infinite. It's unlimited. There's so much. We have so many sages and their words and people like you, Una, that can uh, lead the way. It's just, um, yeah. it's just dumbfounding to me, like the the time that we're alive in. So yeah, um, let's keep on keeping on and uh, use this magical life together to find a sense of freedom and liberation and love and purpose and yeah, that's it. That's all I got to yeah. say. <laughs> well yeah awesome. thank you peace and love and uh, thank you so much. keep on keeping on